Podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show, featuring Jason Zook. In uncertain times, we must change our focus and priorities. This show will highlight social justice issues with the goal of expanding minds and increasing unity, love, and mutual respect for ourselves and our planet. We support the Black Lives Matter movement. Our show aspires to promote social spirituality, which simply means that by coming together, we can solve any of our problems, including the goal of bringing an end to all forms of hate, discrimination, bias, or oppression. We must protect our environment, reform our criminal justice system, and protect every citizen from police brutality. When we come together, it becomes possible to bridge the gaps that plague our society and divide us from within. We the people means everyone. Hello and welcome to the Social Psychic Radio Show. This is Jason Zook. It's a great pleasure I have the opportunity of presenting special guest El Hari to the show today. El is an international best-selling author, and twin flame and ascension expert who helps people overcome fear, pain, and self-sabotaging limitations in order to guide them toward their true nature of bliss and perpetual happiness. After experiencing her own twin flame journey, Elle left her career as a lawyer to help others navigate their own paths towards ascension. Now as the founder and CEO of El Hari Universal LLC and creator of the Be With Your Twin Flame and Mastery of Ascension Alchemy Brands, Elle helps her students learn to unconditionally love themselves and manifest their greatest dreams. Her mission is driven by a passion to expand people's awareness of the truth of the twin flame journey and assist humanity's spiritual ascension on the global scale. Elle has written four best-selling books, including Twin Flames Exposed, Loved Exposed, Yes, I Can, and Savvy Spirituality, The Sophisticated, Fun, and Fabulous Person's Ultimate Guide to Everlasting Happiness. She has recently been named to the prestigious Brains Global 500 list for 2020, alongside Vice President Kamala Harris and Elon Musk, and the top 10 powerful women in 2021 on Yahoo Finance alongside Oprah Winfrey. It is with great pleasure that I welcome Elle to the show. Welcome to the show, Elle. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Reading your introduction and going through your bio is just really exciting because I feel like you've accomplished quite a lot in a short amount of time in your life. And I want to ask you, What have you found to be the most influential thing that you've accomplished in your life so far? You've done a lot. So what do you think for yourself you would attribute as one of those most meaningful, impactful moments of your life? Really, honestly, it all started with my book, Twin Flames Exposed. That's just what started everything. There was no plan. I just, I wrote that to hopefully help other people and provide some clarity about the truth of what's going on with the Twin Flame journey. And an homage to my late great teacher who saved my life on the journey. And, and everything just followed from that. And people just started reaching out to me and, and coming to me for help and guidance. And this all just grew from that. So I really attribute it to that, that, that book. <laughs> and, and in terms of the twin flame dynamic, I, I always find that a lot of people experience twin flames. They, they, they consider it one of the best and one of the worst experiences of their life at the same time. I've had one client of mine describe it as laying in acidic 
acid type material, a bath of acid for hours on end, years on end without any solution in sight of the situation getting resolved. And I've had people say that it's the most addictive thing that could happen to someone when you fall in love with somebody and then they run away from you. <laughs> so I want to that's just one side of it. Obviously, there's a lot of reunions that happen. But in terms of the of the chaotic nature of the twin flame dynamic, I want to ask for your insight on it. And if you could give your perspective on what I just said about what some general people may complain about, but may not get the full grasping meaning of it. Yeah, that both of those descriptions sound about right <laughs> for the chaotic part of it. That's for sure. I was personally on the floor in a puddle, an emotional wreck shattered for six months. I couldn't function. I couldn't do my daily function. I couldn't do anything. I, I, I would just lay on the floor for 10 hours a day, just crying, wishing I, you know, I could leave this earth and just so confused. Didn't recognize myself because like someone told you it's, it's obsessive and you are addicted to this person who seemingly just wants nothing to do with you. And it's like rejection of the highest order too, at certain stages, right? You feel so rejected. You're like, I didn't do anything to deserve this level of rejection. Right. And, and really you, you don't understand like, why is it such a strong level of pain? Because in a lot of instances, like my personal in instance, I was only with my twin flame before that for six weeks. And, you know, I just got out of a, a a contentious divorce that lasted two years, a divorce, you know, a marriage. And this is like a six week fling. Right. And then <laughs> he leaves and I'm just devastated. I'm, I just couldn't, I couldn't function. Like I said, for six months and no one could help me. It was just, it was just really, yeah. So both of those descriptions that you explained are, are right on, they're on point. <laughs> I, I, and there's also, so there's so much misinformation about twin flame journeys. I wanted to ask from your vantage point, can you describe the twin flame journey and its purpose to our audience? Yes, the twin flame journey's purpose is to learn how to love yourself on the deepest level possible, which is the level of the soul. That's our deepest level because that's our, our truth and our essence. So that is the purpose of the twin flame journey. And why the twin flame journey does that is because first you have to understand what twin flames are, which are your soul, one soul in two bodies. So the twin flames share a soul. And why the journey happens is because in, in the course of the journey, one twin flame, the one that pulls away, which I call the pull twin flame, they're the ones that leave physically, right? A runner. <laughs> they leave the push. We call the push twin flame. They're shattered on the floor. When every time they come in, they show the push twin flame. The push twin flame has a reaction of their fear-based push energy, which they are meant to see and then understand, accepted that judgment, which alchemizes that fear-based energy and it gets alchemized into love energy. So in essence, your soul, which is love energy, kind of swallows up your fear within you. Wow. And, just, and I've always understood, just so our, our audience may not be confused, when you say push and, and, and the other term you use, you're talking about runner and chaser in different terms. Uh, no, there's really no running and chasing. That's not what's going on. And there are no stages you have to go through either. Like you don't have okay. to go. Through. That's why I want to ask you what your, your theory and concept is so we could get it shared with the audience. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, no one is intentionally running or chasing. It might look like that physically, but here's the thing. Looking at this journey on the physical level for any part of it is a disservice. Yeah. You, can't, you can't do this journey from that level to, to really advance along this journey and really, you know, do what's necessary in this journey. It must be done on the level of the soul. This is a soul journey. 
however it plays out and manifests physically, whatever's going on between twin flames and it's unique and different for everyone. Everyone's journey is unique and individual, how it plays out physically. However, it's exactly the same for everyone on what's going on on the soul level. And that it really needs to be done and approached from that level of the soul. So that's like what we teach our students is we, we teach them how to shift their perspective and to really learn how to look at everything from the level of the soul rather than from with just the physical senses and the physical level and the mental logical level. <laughs> so, As I say, that's a great point. And, and you raised some very valid parts of that is most of us don't recognize a soul dynamic in our, in our physical body with mind, body, spirit kind of thing. And I think recognizing a soul relationship or soul dynamics are very important because it, it gives you the ability to look at it, not just from a 3d level. Would you say that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All spirituality, it doesn't even have to be the twin flame journey, but any kind of spiritual journey, what it's doing essentially is it's part of your ascension path. You're, you're starting to ascend, right? And that's the whole reason why we even are in every lifetime. Eventually we're going to hit the lifetime where we reach ascension. And what ascension means is rise up. So technically what you're doing in ascension is you're rising up out of the fear-based perspective and you're rising out of the fear and into love, which is a higher level, right? And that's also the level of the soul. So that's, that's what ascension is in all spirituality. It gets you to rise up and shift your perspective and from the fear-based physical world perspective to that one of the soul. What do you think about anyone who comes to you and talks about how their twin flame has been one of the most difficult relationships they've ever had? And they would ask you, why can't I be with my twin flame? Let's say, depending on where they are with their, the other person and, and their dynamic with each other, how would you explain that to them? Uh, you can be with your twin flame. That's what I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. And it is the most, it is the most challenging physical, the relating physical relating aspect of it is the most challenging once you're on the journey until you know how to balance out the push pull. The push pull is actually polarities because remember it's soul and soul is energy and the two twin flames share the same energetic field or energetic frequency, however you want to look at it, but it's energy. And why there's two different bodies for the, for the soul is that there, the soul needs to polarize itself in order to assimilate into the 3D physical world of duality and opposites and polarization. One polarity is in the push twin flame. That's the push polarity. The other one's in the pull twin flame, the pull polarity. So all that's going on on the soul level, and it's so much more simpler than our mind can eat. Our mind doesn't even want to believe it because it's too simple. But all we need to do is stop that polarity. You got to neutralize the polarities. Then the soul can bring its two physical bodies together because the push-pull energies stop. And it's just neutral. You had any any twin flame stories where I'm sure it's probably commonplace, but where one twin stops talking, cuts short, ghosts the other? And they lose contact that way. And ha have, have you seen that in any way of your dynamics that you've worked with people? And if so, how have you seen that play out? Oh, yeah, for sure. That was my dynamic. And oh, really? yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. My personal you dynamic. Hear that with our, I, I always like to hear personal stories, like to hear like, yeah, not, yeah. not that you have to lament on how terrible it was. Or I just am curious to see like how you went through it in, in terms of where you are with it now. Personally, I went through it. I was six months, six, six months on the floor. This is back eight years ago. And believe it or not, even in spiritual circles, twin flames was not even a mainstream thing in spiritual circles. Like, you know, I, I, I consulted like 13 spiritual advisors during that time for help. And none of them even mentioned twin flames to me until the 13th one. It was on a call in psychic line. And she mentioned twin flames. 
And then I Googled twin flames because I was finally six months in. I'm like, maybe this is the answer. I don't know. And like two things came up on Google. One of them happened to be who this lady in Australia, who then became my teacher, saved my life. And she taught me all of this stuff about the energy and the ascension process and everything like that. And then, so I was on the floor, a mess for six months after working with my teacher for two weeks, I was functioning again for (laughs) within the first month. I was happy laughing. I could have fun. I wasn't obsessing about my twin flame as much anymore. And then within three months of working with her, I magnetized my twin flame back in after he had blocked me, pulled me F off, moved in with someone else, you know, just completely ghosted. Yeah. And so that's how it works. Once you know how to depolarize the energies, your soul can bring them back together. Now, having said that, it's a process. The goal of this, like we talked in the beginning, is not to have a physical relationship with the twin flame. Yes, it can happen. Yes, it but it has to happen as a byproduct of the necessary soul work that you need to do when your soul is ready, which is really alchemize and transmute the sphere-based energy that, that you have within you. So that's that. And I, I do recognize the healing qualities of what the twin flame dynamic can bring, because it seems like it really gives a lot of clarity to somebody once they go through all this, the different parts of it. I won't call it stages, but I'll say once you're experiencing it and you go through it and you meet a, someone who, who you feel is your twin and you go through the spiritual journey, usually there's a, a learning curve you go through. You eventually become more enlightened spiritually with in tuned with yourself, I believe. And a lot of people have attributed great success to their twin flame relationships. Once they gain a mastery of it, I've heard cases where people are very creative and in harmony with themselves, regardless of if they're with their twin or not. That's, Exactly true. Um, Because what you're actually doing as we are alchemizing and transmuting the fear-based energy, getting absorbed, like I said, basically by love energy, and that's our soul. So each time we do that, we're actually shifting closer and closer into alignment with our soul, true soul vibration, (laughs) which means that's what we're, we're, we're giving out more. We're putting out more of our truth out there, which, you know, do the law of attraction, law of vibrancy, whatever we're attracting in and magnetizing into our lives. In my language. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. great. More people, situations and things that, that resonate more closely with our truth and our truth contains it's everything we desire, peace, love, happiness, abundance, our purpose, passions, all of those things. And of course our twin flame matches exactly to that, which, you know, is why we can magnetize as well. I have to ask you about this. What do you think about synchronicity, angel numbers, and twin flames? Well, so synchronicities come up all the time on the twin flame journey. And we notice with our students, and I noticed myself, when we shift closer into alignment with our soul, like I was just talking about, you'll start to see synchronicities start coming in a lot more. And that's just, just tell my students, that's just your soul saying hi. It's showing how, how much closer you're aligning to your truth. You can never say blanket statements with the soul because, you know, like I said, everyone, the way it manifests physically for people is unique and individual, but it's very common for people even before, just before their twin flames about to, about to meet their twin flame for the first time in this lifetime, they see 1111. 1111 starts coming in, you know, pretty early. My teacher said that's the, the number of twin flames because it's, it's like two twins, like right there. I mean, can those numbers give someone a message that perhaps their twin flames thinking about them, or perhaps there's a correlation that there might be a reunification or some type of communication if they've been separated, if those angel numbers try to relate to somebody? Like, what do you find those numbers do? Because I've heard about them frequently online. I've heard about them through people. I have counseled people who have 
you know, twin flame questions. And they say, I didn't think about my, who I feel is my twin for months. And all of a sudden his birthday's coming up. And next thing you know, it's 10, 10, 11, 11, 1, 1, 1, 2, 2, 2, 3, 3, 3. The house I went to is 11, 11 Mulberry Road. The receipt at Dunkin' Donuts was $11 and 11 cents, like crazy stuff. And I'd say, well, I'm, I'm not sure. And the next thing you know, she says, I've heard my twin flame. It was crazy out of the blue. It could very well be that. The thing you want to be very careful of, though, when you're on the twin flame journey is attributing things like that to the physical form of your twin flame and what they may be doing, saying, thinking, feeling, or them coming in or anything, because that focus on that physical form is your push energy pushing out Ah. the physical form. So then we, we have the push pull going on again, right? Gotcha. And that energy, like all energy wants to grow and expand. It's just its natural inclination. So the more we feed it by allowing it to push out, the greater it grows. And then the more it grows, the more like crap we feel when the pull twin flame pulls away again. How did you uh, come to find your twin flame? We met at a bar. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So through a, a social media. At the time, did you, did you feel that there was this connection that would fit the role of what people call a twin flame dynamic? No, again, that's all... This whole thing's like there's signs or anything like that. That's very also subjective and and not not true for everyone. Everyone's journey is unique, individual, how it plays out physically. So when I met my twin flame personally, I mean, it was kind of like, oh, you know, he's cute, you know, whatever. And then you know, we didn't see each other for like another month because like we just met through a mutual friend at a bar. And then you know, a month later, we we all went out together, and then that's when we really like you know hooked up and and hit it off. And I thought about him a couple of times in between that time. Oh, I wonder, you know, if he's going to be out or whatever, you know, but it wasn't like, it was any like, you know, the earth stopped moving and you know, <laughs> it wasn't like that. Really how you can tell that when you're twin flames, the only really true signs that are true for everyone is after the pull pulls away. It's in the, the despairing yeah. part of it. <laughs> the aftermath of that when you're on the floor is when you can tell. Well, and that's a question too I need to ask you because everyone's time frame is different. Divine timing can play a role, they say, when it comes to the reunification of twin flames. And there's different theories, obviously, but you, I like the term magnetization. I believe that. I believe the, the law. Of, I got a nice six foot dry erase vision board in my room that I use frequently that I manifest with. So it's okay. like my window to the world. What I wanted to ask you about for twin flame stuff is I wanted to say, what do you think about when people say they have dreams with their twin flame or they say that they feel that connection. And, and I guess what I want to ask you more importantly, since you had a chance to reunite with yours after being separated, did you ever have an opportunity to discuss what it was like during the separation from each other where you felt the energies or where you may have felt that absence? Like, did you guys discuss that? And if so, what did you learn about it from each other? So I was taught strict rules by my teacher. I don't want to say rules because really there's no rules in the soul, but strict guidance um, not to discuss my journey with my twin flame ever. Now, if my twin flame ever brings it up, yes, I'm open to discuss it. But it's not something like you want to go back and start talking about it or focus on the past. All of that is fear-based energy. And the push-pull polarity is this fear-based energy. Okay. And so, so I didn't go and like, you know, ask him or anything like that. I found out bits and pieces later, like how it got into some trouble during one part and he wasn't doing well. It just looked like he had hit rock bottom where when I was suddenly feeling so much better working with the teacher, 
it, it looked on the see, and this is where the physical world, you kind of, it's irrelevant really what's going on. You kind of want to ignore all of that in a way, because it looked like to the outside world, like his, his world was crumbling apart as mine. I'm like, you know, becoming more enlightened and I'm doing this journey and I'm supposed to be pulling him along with me because we are the same soul. Here's the thing. He needed to do that. He needed to hit the rock bottom because that was actually how he was. See, it's an addictive energy. Just like we said, like how the push is addicted to the physical form, the twin flame, the pull has addictive energy too, only because it's pulling away from the other twin flame, they have to try to satisfy that addiction and anything and everyone else, right? So a lot of those pull twin flames turn to use to addictive behaviors. Mine turned to using drugs. And so, you know, he had to kind of hit that rock bottom, but that was the turnaround for him where all of a sudden, you know, he realized, oh, I got to stop this. And then that's where he was able to rise up out of that addiction. So that's where appearances can be deceiving. So there was stuff like that. I, and yes, he's told me he, he thought about me a lot, but you know, that pull energy, it can't, they just can't really come to you physically. Oh. It's just, it's so strong. I want to say this too. You can't really go up to the person who comes back after a certain period of time and not being around you. And if they're not spiritually enlightened, you can't say, oh yeah, we're twin flames. Cause that would probably make them run away from you or scratch your head in a lot of confusion and ridicule. Like, what are you talking about? Wait, I didn't, I didn't sign up for that. Like, have you ever noticed people you work with that you, you probably learned this. If you don't talk about this separation, then you're probably not going to talk about what a twin flame is to, to your actual twin flame until they're open to it. Is that right? A right. Good rule of thumb? That's what, that's what we tell all our students. We guide our students just to do that. Yeah. Now I don't know if they all listen and who knows very much. In fact, it took a, quite a while since I started, you know, doing my YouTube channel and, and videos and, and helping others to really um, open up about my own journey, even like we're discussing now, because, you know, it was so ingrained in me from my teacher not to talk about it to anyone. It's not just with your twin flame, like all these people, like talking about it in chat rooms or whatever, or on comments of videos. And all it's doing is feeding the fear-based energy. Like that's, that's like my number one guidance I could give to anyone out there. <laughs> Don't stop talking or posting or writing about your twin flame journey if you're on one, because it's just feeding that energy that we don't want to feed. I got you. Let me ask you this. And and when you're looking at your book, how did you come to write Twin Flames Exposed? Because my teacher, she, she passed on. And when that happened, her website came down about a year after, after that. And I just, I mean, she saved my, she literally saved my life. And I realized that, well, if anyone else happened to be going through what I went through, I mean, they're kind of like, what are they going to do? Because she's not here to help them. And so that's when I wrote the book and her thing was always, and again, there wasn't as much twin flame information out there or anything back then, but growing, even when I was working with her more and more, and she was just always just really kind of like upset about how it was so much misinformation. And she's like, it's so misconstrued and there's so many myths. And so really I wrote it as, first of all, to kind of like bring clarity to others out there who might be experiencing it. And just as, you know, a way to kind of like continue her, her legacy in a way, I wrote it in homage to her sort of. So try to like clear up some of the misinformation and, and the most common myths at the time of twin flames that were out there. What do you think, just to identify a couple of the myths to dispel them, what would you say the biggest ones would be that you've seen that you would like to correct, at least from your perspective today? Yeah. Well, the fact that you have to be going through the um, stages and phases and the runner chaser being one separation being another. Remember 
it's necessary to look at this journey and approach it from the level of the soul. So therefore there's no separation. That's an illusion, right? Because you're one soul, you can't separate energy and the soul is the strongest energy there is next to source energy. So there's no way you can separate yourself on the soul level. So separation, that's, that's a big one. And, you know, the fact that you need to heal, you know, you're not sick or broken. So your soul is perfect. And everything that happens is happening for a reason. And it's your soul's orchestrating it all. So it's all perfect. It's just like we judge things as good or bad or, you know, horrible or whatever, because that's our judgy fear-based energy. But really the soul's orchestrating it all and the soul's perfect. So, oh, and another one, that's a really big one, which I don't address in my book because this one kind of came out after I wrote the book, that there's a karmic and that you know, there's like some third party and it's like some karmic thing. And, and that's not real. There's no, karma doesn't affect the soul. Believe okay. it or not, because karma is a part of the physical world, really. It's a part of, you know, energy that goes out. Uh, with the soul, there is no, there's no past or future karma because the yeah, there's no time on their side. Yeah. And the soul's always in presence, right? It's always present. So there's no, yeah, it has nothing to do with the past or the future. So none of that applies at all. And there's no karmic person that comes in and has to like, throw the wrench in. Yeah, there could be other third parties, of course, but they're not karmic. They're just other people. Here's what I have to ask you, because I'm curious about this as well. Do you think you have more than one twin flame in your life? Oh, no. Uh-uh. You have more. You have one twin flame. Everybody has and is a twin flame, and there's only one. Because remember, it's your soul just in, in two different bodies. Your soul doesn't need to be in three, because it needs to make the duality. And by definition, duality is, is two. And what about some people say, well, the person I thought was my twin flame was like 20 years older than me. How's that possible? Totally possible. Age difference is a very common trait. In fact, um, I'm 16 and a half years older than my twin. <laughs> okay. And then in reference to, I've heard people say that they can communicate with their twin flame. Do you believe that telepathic communication or some type of spirit ch chatting, communicating? Anything is possible, but I also know that the fear-based push energy will trick you into thinking that there were times when I was not with my twin flame on the floor. And I, I, I swear, I, I felt him physically. I woke up one night and I felt him with me. I thought your fear-based energy, wanting it and, and trying to play tricks on you to get you to believe in it more. And really, no, I don't think telepathically the twin flames really see twin flames are the same soul. So they're connected that way. So really your soul doesn't need to telepathically communicate with itself through mind, it is itself on the, on the soul level, which transcends the mind. So I don't think that that's really, I don't understand. I don't really believe how that could really happen, but the fear-based push energy will convince you that it's happening. I've been there. I understand. I know it. And the same thing with the dreams you mentioned earlier, it loves to come into your dreams, you know, just to get you to you know, believe it and believe in the dream or whatever feelings the dream evoked when you wake up. And that helps to feed and build the fear even more. Well, I think there's a spiritual dynamic to it too, because I'm a psychic medium. And I will say that when I tune into people's energies and they say they have dreams or whatever, I've had clients who say that to me. And as I'm reading for them, I'll pick up the energy between the two in that respect. And I'll bring up, even if they don't tell me they've had dreams, I'll say, oh, you've had dreams with this person. Yeah, I have that the last two weeks. And so there's an energy there, a spiritual element to that, that may not just be fear-based, at least from my theory of twin planes and what I think, but I, I definitely see where you're, you're coming from in that vantage point. And I like that you show someone to magnetize themselves to the law of attraction. I don't discount dreams. I believe that yeah. dreams even tell us things in any other circumstance. I just have to guide people to not 
not do that regarding the twin flame, because as soon as you start getting into like analyzing stuff regarding the twin flame, you're in your mind again, your mind is the fear-based energy, okay. you know? So the only thing that matters with this, with this entire journey, when you're on it is stop feeding the fear-based energy, which is challenging because, you know, we're so used to living in fear-based energy because this is, this is how we are in physical 3d oh, yeah. world. So, but this is why the twin flame journey is such a necessary, <laughs> a necessary journey to traverse, to help wake us up and get us up knowing, like rising up out of that. Why do you think it's so underreported? Well, because right now on the level of human consciousness is just at the point where people or more and more people are starting to have soul recognition, which is the beginning of the twin flame journey. Everyone has crossed paths with and known their twin flames in every lifetime. But just in, th in this lifetime, really, where the level of human consciousness is, is people starting to really awaken to it. And, you know, that's just because that's when their soul is ready. But there have been a few people, you know, like Rumi. He definitely writes about twin flames. Uh, he gets it. And that was back in when, like the 1500s. Uh, so he got it. Plato mentioned it. I think it's such a powerful factor that you, when you encounter it, it's a, it's a force of nature, a, fo a force of the universe. When you think about it, soul is a force, oh, stuff yeah. that's built in souls, one of the nature elements of our universe. And I, I, it's exciting to hear someone like yourself explain it and demystify it and try to simplify it. I'm all about simplifying things. So when I have someone come in and say, hey, you know, there's all these stages, we're not going to go about that. We're going to talk about this, this, and this. I like that. I like the way you formulate a theory about it and come up with your own postures and ideas. I'm not to, not to try to attribute that. That impresses me. That you can take something that like uh, a twin flame dynamic and say, you know what? I think it could be a lot easier than what's out there. All these people are saying 12 steps, 40 chakras, <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> and I'm yeah. teasing because I, I, I buy in the chakras and I'm teasing. I'm just being sarcastic for a minute, but it, it's good that you can have your own approach towards it. And I, I really, I love that on the show. I like to give our audience different opportunities of really looking at these concepts and these ideas from a fresh set of lenses. And that's what I think you provide today. So I, I thank you for that. <laughs> what was the hardest part of your book for you to write it? Twin Flames Exposed? I think it kind of just flowed. It's like... It looks like I was downloading it. I don't make this stuff up. It just comes out, just comes to me. And one, one outcome that many people experience from the twin flame journey is the awakening of their clear senses. And we all have one predominant clear sense. We all have them all, yeah. you know, and you know, clear senses, you being psychic, but you know, many people, they become opened as a result of this journey. And I guess mine, I was told by other people, spiritual people who watch my videos and stuff that um, I'm, I'm claircognizant and that I'm channeling in my videos a lot of the time, my teacher, they see her because they clear clairvoyant. <laughs> and I have so many students now who they've awakened and they've or not awakened, but they've gone through this journey and they're on their journey and all of a sudden they're mediums and they're hearing voices and people coming to them. <laughs> and it's a lot of being able to learn how to also rein those kind of gifts in because when they come to you and you never had them before, you know, we can... A little crazy feeling. When somebody has a spiritual awakening, a lot of times they'll, I've, I've heard about, I've had people come on my show who are, are authors and very successful. And when they had their spiritual awakening, they had to go to get mental health treatment in a facility for a few days because oh, wow. it could be disorienting for, it could be very disorientating for people when they first get awoke, so to speak, and not use the way the media uses the word woke, but spiritually awoke. I was just going to say, while you were just talking, I tuned into your energy for a second. It was coming off you that you're in a big planning and developing stage of something that you're working on. It's going to be very successful next year and beyond. So there's something coming up that you're going to unveil 
that you're working you. on in the planning and developing stage right now, but you're going to implement the next year and it's going to be very successful. Oh, okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> I get big projects. So there's something in the works. So I just want to let you know, whatever it is that you're working on and planning and developing further is going to go really well next year. And well, it'll you. be. And I almost think you're going to expand beyond what you're doing with twin flame dynamics. I think you'll get into other areas as well for, for programs and stuff. So there might be things in the future you're involved with as well. But that my two cents for you. The Mastery of Ascension Alchemy program, you mentioned it in, in the intro. That's not twin flame related. Okay. Yeah. And I just see, I see a lot of success in other areas that you're embarking upon and that you're going to work with, so to speak. So yeah. do you do retreats yet? Because I see retreats in the works too in the future where you teach, you have like <laughs> magnetize yourself retreat or some type of alchemy flow retreat. I don't know, something. You're going to do something with retreats in the future too. I, you know, I would love to once, you know, traveling becomes more open up, I guess, and easier for everybody. Yeah, I would love to do one. I did do an event. I did a live event once, one live event before. No, I see I see a retreat for you. I see you're going to team up with somebody that does retreats. They're going to invite you as a guest and you're going to put on your programming. They'll have the facility. There'll be a guided meditations in the thing and a spiritual working together in, a, in an open environment, very nature related. So I see that coming up. That might be more about a year and a half from now, but I do see that as well. That's so cool. Thanks. I, I, I started to do this like six months ago for my show. When I, you know, for the longest time, I, people knew I was psychic, but I would be the nerdy interviewer for an hour. But I, I've I figured, you know what? If it comes up and I'm talking to you, why not share it? Let me get back to your book. Sure. What would be the one thing you'd want our audience to know about your book that you haven't shared during this interview as of yet? I would say that it's the way it's written. It's not written in the style of, I mean, I haven't read every spiritual book out there. Most spiritual books I read, they're more more serious, more the tone is intellectual sounding a bit, right? Um, mine is written like the way I talk. <laughs> it's very easy. I, I wanted to write it very easy to understand. Actually, I didn't even plan that. Like I said, it just flowed and I just wrote. It's written in a very easy, not serious manner, I guess you'd say. All of my books are. I don't think the soul is serious. The soul is humorous and light. And so I, I try to... I guess that just comes across. I don't really try. Like I said, it just flows, but it just happens to be that way. One of the things I want to say, a lot of people will attribute the twin flame relationship to being extremely toxic to them. I would probably say that you'd say that somebody who's feeling that way would likely be coming from a very fear-based part of their focus. If they're experiencing the twin flame dynamic from a toxic viewpoint, would that be what you'd say as well? Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. That's very fear-based. <laughs> Um, that's okay. It's okay. I mean, that's all we know until we really get on this journey or go through some other kind of spiritual enlightenment. Right. And many people on this journey, I mean, majority of our students weren't really spiritual before they were thrust into this journey. So, yeah, that's, that's the beautiful side of it too. When you go through yeah. a, an epiphany like this and you realize that you're not just 3d in your world of time, matter, space, and you're actually a larger part of something with all this energy and spirit and, and force and connectivity, right? Because that's what that is. Exactly. Twin flames teach us of our connectivity beyond ourselves. From your vantage point, do you think if you were to describe your personal experience going through the journey, you would do anything different to change what you encountered in your own personal journey with your twin flame? No, because I couldn't do anything different because my soul orchestrated it. And your soul is your soul's perfect. You know, it's, you said it was an energy of the universe and it is, it's the strongest energy next to source energy and it's perfect. And so it orchestrated everything. And 
everything happens for a reason because the soul's orchestrating it and the soul knows the reason even if our minds can't figure it out. And that's perfect. So no, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it any other way. I'm also very big about positive language, positive concepts, positive phrasing. And I love the way you implement positive terminology in terms of how you describe your twin flame experience. I I find that liberating because it lightens it up. It's not just a horror show. (laughs) The twin flame, you don't have to be afraid of it and run away from it. Or you don't have to be stuck on the floor for six months grieving about it. You can actually look at it from a larger point of view and perspective. And and if you see it all fits together like a puzzle, it's like breadcrumbs. You kind of decipher what you need to do to to, to approve and increase your, your ability of growth in the journey. Yeah, exactly. And it isn't, it isn't everyone's like, Oh, it's so horrible. It's so horrible. But when you get past that point and you, your fear is balanced and you're balancing, you realize that it's such a gift. It's a blessing. It's the most beautiful. It's a miracle. And it shows you how miraculous you are as a soul. Your soul is just so miraculous. You just appreciate everything in, in, in your world because you you know, your soul brought it to you, you know? It, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's not terrible. I mean, it's painful, but it needs to be painful. The reason it needs to be so painful is because it's your wake up call. It's an awakening. So it's almost like an alarm clock when you're in an, in like, you know, a deep sleep and you're enjoying a good dream and your alarm clock goes off. That's not very fun either. Right. But it's like that. It's like, you're, it's waking you up and it needs to be so painful to get your attention to be like, Hey, you know, this is different than any other thing you've experienced. It's not like any other heartbreak you've experienced or any other breakup or anything like that. This is different. Pay attention. Any type of pain that you go through, there's always growth with pain. You have to be outside of your comfort zone. It's like shedding your skin. It's going to hurt for a snake to shed their skin. I should say not us, but like when you go into that cocoon and you come out, you're going to come out a better improved version of yourself. Yes, for sure. That's exactly true. And we're constantly growing. And if we're not growing, we're dying. I mean, you know, we are energy and just like all energy's natural inclination is to grow and expand. And so, you know, in order to grow, that's right. You have to push past comfort zone, those, those boundaries you already have up, the limitations, and you have to push past them. And it's uncomfortable till you get to their side. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And that's the process. People, if people just looked at the process as painful, they won't want to do anything else and they'll stay away from it or they'll stay opt to not want to deal with it. And I agree with you. I don't think you can just turn your connection to your twin flame off. It's not a spigot of water that, or a faucet that you can stop from dripping. It's always flowing. It's always on. And you just have to learn how to manage it and understand it and harmonize it, magnetize yourself, balance it. That's what it sounds like from our conversation that I'm thinking of from our discussion today. That is exactly right. Yeah, there's no, your soul is not going to let you give up on it. Your soul is <laughs> That's why it has to be so painful and for so long until you, you figure out what's going on here and what you need to do. You can't separate from your twin flame. Like I said, so there's no like trying to cut the cord, which I did try <laughs> before I even knew where your twin flame was. How did that go for you? <laughs> and, and even I, I went to Voodoo Mambo for that. And she was like, I don't understand. This always works. Like, why can't we cut your cord? And she was like, this is so strange. But of course you can't because there's no cord. You cut yourself. You know, you can't, yeah. you can't get over it. You can't move on from it. You can't let go of it. It's you. You can't let go of yourself, move on from yourself or get over yourself. <laughs> You're not going to move on it. There's no, <laughs> there's no escaping so, it. So what about this? Maybe you have one twin who's more informed, more aware. And let's say the other one's not. And let's say the other one's all fear-based, run, 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 or, or move away or whatever you want to call it. 
What about the other person who's completely not aware? Do you think that there's something that causes them to become more aware in time through their own experiences with it? Or what, what's your opinion on that? Yeah. So that's, that's the most common scenario. Remember, it's the push twin flame that comes looking for help. I mean, they're the ones that Google it. They find out what this is. They eventually find help for it. You know, that's the push twin flame. The pull twin flame isn't even paying attention because they they physically can't, you know, they have that pull energy pulling them away from their twin flame and all things twin flame. Now, there are a few handful. We've had people who the pull twin flame was more enlightened even before they had the, the polarities repelled each other. And, you know, they actually told the push twin flame, you know, work on yourself or something. It's time for you to focus on yourself. So that's kind of like what is going on. So we have had a few of those, like a handful, but honestly, it's like most people, yeah, the pull twin flame is not at all aware and that's fine. They don't need to be because it takes one twin flame to do the work for both. And remember the work takes place on the soul level. Is it easier to be the one that doesn't know? <laughs> I'm being sarcastic, but I mean, when you think about it, if you don't know about it, you may not be as hurt by it, but I think they both feel, I, I think both twin flames feel equally the pain associated with the process and the growth and everything else. Yes. It's torturous for both twin flames of the push twin flames. What we all hear about and know about, they're the ones all there lamenting about it all over the internet they post. Yeah, 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 because they can, they can do that. They can focus on it. The Bolton flame can't even focus on it. So, but they're still tortured because remember, I like to use the analogy. If you've ever seen the first pirates of the Caribbean movie, curse of the black pearl, the pirates on the ship, they had that curse where they kept drinking and they, they couldn't quench their thirst. Nothing worked. That's kind of like how the pull twin flame is doing. Remember, they still have the addictive energy and they feel like a need to satisfy this addiction. So they turn to all different other things, different people, different relationships, you know, and anything can be addictive, really. They immerse themselves in anything else they can find, but it just doesn't satisfy them like the twin, the push twin flame does. But because of this energy pulling them away, which is so powerful, they can't, they can't get back to that. Yeah. It sounds tragic in certain ways that you have this person <laughs> you want to be with and yet they pull away from you and you got to learn how to use the code to get closer to each other and magnetize yourself. And I, you know, I mean, it makes sense. It's, it's almost like a language when you think about how to understand your dynamic with your twin flame, you've got to understand that push pull language so that you can maximize your effectiveness with yourself and grow. And then in turn, it, over time, you know, you'll be able to re reconnect or, or, have that un greater understanding with your twin. Yeah. And remember, the whole goal is not just to reconnect with your twin flame. That's the byproduct and bonus. <laughs> That's like the, the cherry on the top. But before that can happen, you need to see, you need to alchemize this fear-based energy within your guys, your both both twin flame soul in their energetic field. And that's actually depolarizing the shared energetic field. And but in order to do that, See, so the pull twin flame has a role here. They don't know it, but their role is they every time they come in, the push twin flames, fear-based energy has a reaction. And then so it's up to the, the push twin flame to, to alchemize that fear-based reaction. So every time the pull twin flame comes in, you know, that's their role. They're showing the push twin flame parts of themselves that they need to see. So that's why they say the twin flame is like a mirror. It's really not the mirror. It's it's irrelevant what the twin flame is doing, saying, thinking, feeling. So People like to look, oh, my twin flame's doing this right now. So they're mirroring me, but I don't think like that. I don't act like that. But it's like, no, because that's not what the mirror is about. It's actually like a reverse mirror. The twin flame comes in and shows you yourself within yourself. You yeah. know? And that's, that's how you see yourself. And people, I'm sure, get very confused by that. Wait, how am I finding out all these insecurities within myself because of my twin flame dynamic? Why am I afraid to be left behind? 
why am I so hung up on whatever? You know what I'm trying to say? It's like all those things within themselves gets exposed. And that's the part of the healing that happens. You rip off the Band-Aid. You become aware of these things within yourself that you want to work on, grow, advance, ascend. And that's what happens, I think. It's from the dynamic. It's, it's almost like the twin flame would be the light in the dark room. The twin flame brings light to yourself, gives you enlightenment, but also it's like shining light on you and, and your issues and your problems. And you become stronger as a result of being aware and working through yeah. it. That's exactly, that's a very good analogy. They are like the light in the room and they show you your shadow. Yeah, that- They show you your shadow and your bright side. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. I mean, so it really is a beautiful journey, a beautiful process because nothing else can show you you like 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 this journey, you know? You, I'll say this. How cool is it that I can have someone like you on my show to talk about Twin Flames for an hour and discuss it with your book? I mean, we're living in great times, but you got to realize having the ability to talk about our passions like this and share with our audience is it's a gift. It really is. It is. And, <laughs> thank you. I want to ask you, how, how do you guide people on this journey? What programs do you offer? I want, I want to see if you can share that with our audience. First of all, our signature program is the Magnetize Your Twin Flame Coaching Program. Every single person who finishes the program has magnetized in their twin flame after having done the energy work that we teach. So we have that. We also have do-it-yourself downloads, which are like three PDFs. And that's for people who, you know, can't afford the coaching program or would rather just do it on their own. Then I have books. And then, you know, I have, we have programs after the Magnetize Your Twin Flame program as well. So, and how can our audience find you? If they want to contact you after talking and hearing about our amazing conversation on Twin Flames and just everything you do, like how would they reach out to you? Sure. So they can visit our website, bewithyourtwinflame.com. Check out our YouTube channel. We have a lot of free and I mean, really good content on our YouTube channel. It's called our YouTube channel is Be With Your Twin Flame. They can check us out on Instagram at Be With Your Twin Flame. And I love like, the branding. <laughs> it's all the same, um, except for Facebook. But no, we have a Be With Your Twin Flame Facebook group as well, which is a public Facebook group. And then they can also start listening to our new podcast, Twin Flame Truth, that's called. And it's wherever you get your podcasts. Great. I have to ask you this. If you were a spirit animal, which spirit animal would you be and why? Oh, that's a good question. I'll say this. I'm an, I'm an owl because I have two parrots. I'm all about wisdom. As a psychic intuitive, I see beyond the immediacy of right now. And I, I'm all about seeing things from all perspectives. So for me, an owl fits me. Okay. Awesome. That's cool. I have to say maybe a dolphin because I, first of all, I'm a Pisces. I'm a water sign. and they do communicate and they almost speak on another level, but yet they still are so intuitive with, with humans as well. And I feel like, you know, I sometimes feel like I'm in between two levels of communication wise. I love that. I, you know what? That's great. Cause you, you do, you help people understand things about themselves that they don't normally get on their own. So you could definitely pick a dolphin there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> definitely. Sonar. <laughs> Whether or not I'm accurate when I say that, I don't do marine biology. I just want to thank Elle for coming on the show today and sharing her new book with us, Twin Flames Exposed. I really enjoy having a guest like Elle on the show, somebody who can give a unique perspective on a topic that a lot of us have heard about, but very few of us understand and get a grasp of. And one of the things I like from today's conversation is understanding that the twin flame dynamic is really connecting your own self-love, loving yourself on a deeper level possible. You get the shift in perspective. It, it causes you to look at everything in your life and 
make heads and tails out of it. And, and as you're on your journey, you, you learn to spell the fear-based thoughts, the things that keep you away from your twin. And out of fear comes love. And out of that comes growth and personal development. And those are powerful things. You might have to go through some pain to get there, but in the end, it'll all be worth it because you become a more balanced and grounded person who can appreciate and love ever so deeply. So I want to tell you, check out Elle's information. We're having it in the show notes. Pick up her book, get on her website and look into working with Elle and hiring her as a coach. And if you do have some twin flame issues, you need enlightenment and guidance with, I think Elle would be a great person to to reach out to. I really appreciate her coming on and sharing her skill set with us, her expertise and everything else. And it's it's always a treat to have a guest of Elle's background with our audience. So tune into Elle's information, her YouTube channel, everything else, all that'll be in the show notes. And from here on out, we'll, we'll have more episodes available, of course. Thank you so much for supporting the show. Stay positive because when you're positive, anything's possible. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Social Psychic Radio Show. Don't forget to join us for another episode next time. If you enjoyed the show, we'd love for you to subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. You can also check us out on Facebook, and don't forget to visit the Social Psychic YouTube channel. Until next time, it's a big world out there. Keep an open mind, embrace your paradigms, and know that the universe is always yours to explore. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you have a business or a message you want to share with the world? Well, now it's easier than ever with Electricast. Hi, I'm Mark Netter. And I'm Peter Rafelson. We're the founders of Electricast Media. Whether you want to start a new podcast or already have one, join Electricast to grow your audience, monetize your content, and build your community. With our simple sign-up, you get free promotion, world-class analytics, premium ads, and personal support. Go to Electricast.com and join our community today. Electricast. Transform your influence. Electric acid. Electric acid.